right. What's up, everyone? It's Dom. This is the Morale Podcast. We're talking Cubs. We'll be talking the Morale Blend. Hopefully, you all enjoy and, and join the clubhouse, Morale Clubhouse, in the future for uh, podcasts going forward. Cubs and four. What's up, Aaron? You know, sweating over here, too. I'm inside, though, but my building doesn't turn on the AC until, like, June, so it's pretty hot here. That's brutal. Your company doesn't pay? That's that's brutal. No, I'm still working from home. Oh, okay. I got you. My apartment. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm just, yeah. But you know what? The wind's perfect. Uh, I'm sorry. The weather's perfect. I wish... We were playing in the federal landmark tonight because the wind would be howling out and it would be incredible. And um, yeah, beautiful day. It is. Can't compl- can't complain. Uh, definitely cannot complain with this kind of weather late April. But and it's too bad we're in Atlanta tonight. But yeah, whatever. I hear you. Whatever. Thanks for being here, Aaron. Yes, sir. All right, Fred. Hell of a week. I have lots of ups and downs. A lot of crazes going doubt? on from, well, you know, a couple losses here and there. I mean, yeah, not, not caring out here yet his game, but, but hell of a week. Take us through, uh, take us through the, the last week. Yeah, it's a, uh, for sure a big week. I know, well, we had, we had a podcast last week or clubhouse last week with the morale blend news. Um, just for everyone in here, I'm super appreciative for all the support. Obviously, all the you know proceeds or percentage of the proceeds go to uh, Greater First Tee Chicago, which we're super excited about working with them. If you haven't followed along, I am a big golfer, and the fact that we can help out, you know, the youth of Chicago and some underprivileged kids through the game of golf is great. I know Ian and Connect Roasters feel the same way, so we're super excited about that, and that's been great to see everyone uh, rally around. And you know, um, obviously. It has had an effect on the offense. I know yesterday we didn't get it done. The day before was all right. Uh, but overall, we got to give the Brewers some credit. They have they are aligning some type of pitching staff with Woodruff, Burns, Peralta. DB1, obviously, uh, is DB1. But overall, that's a really solid pitching staff, and the Cubs are going to have to figure out a way to uh, handle them in the future. But overall, I like where things are going. The offense picked it up, obviously. I know the last couple days were a little slower, but you know what? Things are looking in the right – things are turning uh, in the right direction. And then when you look at the starting staff, I mean, morales delay was incredible yesterday, uh, the day before. Church of Jake, I mean, what else do you have to say on a Sunday? Absolutely remarkable what he was doing that uh, – I think it was the sixth, fifth or sixth inning where he comes in and uh, strikes out the side after – getting uh, guys on second and third was awesome for all the people that said Jake was just a feel good signing. Um, I feel bad for them because they really don't know what they're seeing. Jake is a totally different pitcher on the Cubs, especially in the federal landmark, which is awesome to see. He's been the best pitcher so far on the team. And once you have, you know, the guys who we thought would be a little more reliable in terms of Kyle Hendricks and Zach Davies, they've struggled. So if we can, you know, kind of match the good performance with Jake and uh, Morales. Trevor Williams has been really good. And then uh, match that with the guys we thought would be more reliable. We have something here. We're in the middle of things. You know, we, we fought back a little bit. I know the record's under 500, but 
They had to fight back to what they won five, five games in a row. Was it four games? One of the two. Um, and I'm looking forward to what they can do with the Braves. This is what we all signed up for. Now we have Nico Horner back in the fold leading off today. It's exciting. Uh, again, things are turning in the right direction and I'm looking forward to see what these, uh, a big week of games with the Braves and then the Reds. Awesome. Everyone, you guys got uh, questions, comments to chime in, raise your hand in the bottom there, the little hand emoji for anyone's new. Um, we'll bring you in to talk and toss questions up to Fred. Aaron, what was it, what was it like from the uh, morale supply code page this week? Uh, um, again, through, through the ups and downs. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, the YMCA we had, I believe that was Thursday night. That was incredible. Pure electricity for the morale account. Absolutely. So, uh, I love those people. I mean, the, the, the what they were bringing was absolutely fabulous. And um, I just love what they were all about. They needed to wear hard hats, of course, but I love the I love the morale they brought that, that night. Yeah, that's the next step is uh, getting Wrigley to start selling those hard hats that they sold. I believe that was two years ago. Uh, I, I think we need those back in there. Are they not selling them anymore? I should get I mean, word on that. We haven't had fan. I haven't been to Wrigley this year, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know if Adam yeah. looked for us when he went. Um, but we do need those back. At least I think it'd be great just to see, you know, since it's not so full. But if I think it should just be a hard hat giveaway day on one day. Maybe when we're playing one next time. I think just for everyone's safety, that should be a priority. Um, and yeah, and Aaron, not to cut you off, but I mean that that was that was prime time DB one the other day. I mean that was oh, he's the best. I, I, I mean he's him. the best. Uh, he might have to get his leg amputated after that three hits in a row. That's ah, enough for today. He, he's That's just amazing. He's the absolute best. He has an answer for everything. That's why he's DB one going back to 2017 where. He would make, uh, you know, reference to the wind or it was too cold or the ball was doing this or whatever, you know, gives up a couple hits, gives up a run, I think it was, and then he's out. And, again, I hope he's okay. I hope he can come back and pitch because there's nothing I love more than doing than watching DB1 pitch against the Cubs at the Federal Landmark. It never fails. I think it's only failed one time when he was pitching on the A's. But uh, DB1 is incredible. I hope he pitches in the league for the next decade because uh, there's nothing like him. Yeah, he's uh, he's the king of excuses, so it is great yep. to see him. We we pounded him two starts this year, so hopefully, yeah, we get to see him again. I don't think we're going to play Milwaukee for quite some time, though, since we just played him, what, nine times in yeah. the first month? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, hey, definitely better than where we were last week uh, when the last time we talked with how bad the offense was. You know, absolutely. I, don't, I think a lot of people are sleeping on how good Milwaukee's pitching staff really is. Uh, it's more of Milwaukee just having great pitchers and our offense struggling. I mean, Javi had that one in the first inning yesterday, or second inning, where he timed Woodruff up, and I think nine times out of ten that's gone, and the wind knocked it down. Uh, but Jake battled, and it's just the offense is going to get going, and the bats already look better. Nico in that lineup just is a whole new team. Um, he's got to be the everyday second baseman. So I don't know. Every day. That's just, yeah. I totally agree, Aaron. I think um, Milwaukee's they, – they can really pitch, and people should talk about it more. And it's not to make an excuse, but, it, like, they have three legit guys who can get it done, and good for them. But, you know, the Cubs have to wait, uh, find a way to handle that going forward. But overall, I totally agree. Things are looking in the right direction, and I'm looking forward to see what happens uh, this week. 
Definitely. Uh, we can open it up to questions. That's that's all I got from the morale side this week. Thanks, Aaron. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. All right, Ryan, you're first up. What's going on? What up, guys? Dom, how you doing? What's up, Ryan? How are you? Good, man. I think this is a I think this is a huge week for not just the Cubs, but for morale. I think yeah, yeah. seeing A, we got morale blend, and I think it's obvious that that was the game changer. Anyone who says otherwise, they're wrong. I think stats, it's clear. Stats go to show. Stats go to show. Exactly. And numbers don't lie. That's one thing I know. They don't. Um, but I think something that has to be not just talked about, but screened more. We got a new morale reporter and yeah, and she came out swinging. And I think if that doesn't kick the guys in the balls to keep going, I don't know what's going to go. <laughs> like we got, we got a reporter now that's going to be on our side through in the trenches. And I just, I don't know what's, what we're going to do, but I love it. I, I love I love the, uh, the the way to put it, the kick in the balls to get them going. That, that that's, that's the way to phrase it. Uh, yeah, Ryan, I totally agree. Uh, I'm very happy to announce. I know I announced yesterday that Taylor is the first morale reporter, essentially a morale athlete. I would call her a morale athlete, but just to you know designate it because she's not technically an athlete. But it's it's again, it's an incredible honor, and it goes to show. I've, I know that I've been critical about Marquis in the past, but I have also said that the people there uh, who work there, um, you know, on TV, whatever it may be, behind the scenes, they cannot be more supportive of morale. And I'm incredibly appreciative of that, specifically the Marquis people. They are like all in. And I'm uh, again, I can't say more good things about them. They're working towards, you know, trying to suit the fans needs. Trust me, they are they are working hard to try to suit the fans' needs. They hear all the um, you know complaints over the time for from me or from other fans, and I'm very appreciative for how they've bought in. And Taylor, especially wearing the Sunday best yesterday, uh, the federal landmark, the whole deal—it's uh, a big deal. And um, again, if you can welcome her to welcome her to the morale athlete to the morale family as the first morale reporter. Um, it's big news and I'm very excited about it. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. All right. We got press award winning questioner. What's up? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. What is What's up, up press? How you doing? How you guys doing? No, I'm great this week. How about you guys? Good. 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 Okay. Well, this has been weighing on me and it's not, I mean, it's related to the Cubs for sure, but it's about baseball in general. And since I know you're close with some of the players, I'd love to know if you have any insight into uh, some of their thoughts on this. But uh, I read a, read a whole bunch this week about, like, pitchers using foreign substances, which I think, you know, is not, like, a secret. You know, I mean, even mm -hmm. guys on – yeah, not at all. Like, the, even, like, you know, guys on our team that we root for, like, Campbell's got, like, a pretty serious, like, spot on the center of his – yeah, hat from where his hand goes and stuff. Um, but like, I think back, uh, you know, bad taste in my mouth from the Astros, obviously. And I remember some of the guys on their team said things like, look, this is a professional sport and you do anything to win. Like, that's our job is to win and you try and find any way. But I keep coming back to this thing. Maybe I'm going to sound like an old man here, but it's like, is there like any integrity for the competition, for the sport? And it really it really like kind of warmed me to hear Chris Bryant back then talking about the Astros saying like, well, that like took some of the fun out of our game. Like part of the fun is, 
is like playing a mental chess match with a pitcher. What's coming next? Yeah. So my question for you, yeah, is like, you're kind of close to the players. I'd love your personal opinion also. Like at what point does it cross the line from we want to do anything to win to like, they're really compromising the integrity of the sport, especially when we're talking about moving the mound back or like banning the shift, like things that are supposed to boost offenses, but then like defenses are are doing things that are against the rules to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm someone, I mean, I see both sides of the argument. I think the main argument that the pitchers obviously make, besides the fact that it really helps them, is that, you know, it has to do with their control. They don't want to be throwing a, a projectile 96 miles an hour where they can't control it. So there's that point. Do I buy into that totally? Uh, a little bit, not saying it's not a valid argument, but I agree with you. I think, the, I, I mean, the modern fan and the common fan need to understand that like offense is going downhill, not just for the Cubs. I know everyone just focuses on the Cubs. It's a, you know, you look at it from a micro perspective, but like this is a league wide problem. And there's a reason for why you see more, you know, shutouts and you see more no hitters. I mean, they're like commonplace. There's one every single day, practically. Right. And that's not what you want as a fan. That's not what I want as a fan. I'll speak for myself. I like to see the ball in play. I like to see home runs. But, you know, strikeouts are it's, – it's tough to watch after a while. And I'm someone who has an uh, offensive mindset in terms of looking at the game. But overall, yeah, I think they absolutely need to police it better because it's uh, unfair. I don't know if it necessarily falls uh, amongst the same realm as the Astros looking back at, you know, what they were doing and the technology that was involved but yeah it would be nice to crack down it'd be nice to see the ball put in play more it'd be nice to see the shifts taken away where left-handed hitters can actually you know benefit from a hard uh you know semi-line drive into the uh into right field so overall i hope it changes but i i think a lot of players would agree it's like it kind of is what it is now and it's hard to ban it's hard to uh, look over on a consistent basis. It's hard to enforce. And I guess they've just kind of gotten used to it. And I think we're all here trying to pick up the pieces of that and figure out how we can make or how the league can make this game more enjoyable moving forward because seeing strikeout after strikeout isn't all that fun. Yeah, no, I think you make some fair points in there for sure. I mean, the, the thing about control really kind of, hit me like it's it certainly doesn't feel safe if the pitcher doesn't feel like they have a grip on the ball and, yeah and uh and all that offense stuff i mean that's that's true i think i i i don't know a ton of fans i don't think i know any fans who are like i want to see just strikeout after strikeout i want to see a, a one to zero baseball game you know yeah but, no i don't i don't yeah at all. I don't. I I, I want to see home runs. I want to see doubles. I want to see triples. I want to see guys running around the bases. The ball being put in play, moving it around. I mean, that's. I'm not saying I want to see small ball. I just want to see offense, and that's yeah. that's what everyone. Again, I'll speak for myself. That's what I want to see. Well, I want to see great defensive plays. Also, yeah, like I, you know, like those are those are so cool. Anyway. Absolutely. Well, thank you for uh, the thoughtful answer, man. I, I've got a meeting i got to run to, so you guys don't, like, get offended when I ditch out of the room early. But I uh, love hearing you every week, man. And Thanks, uh, Cubbies, as always. God bless you and your family. God bless you and your family, Press. I appreciate it. God bless you and your family, Press. I actually have come up with a solution, I think, for this. Um, I'm going to start sending out Google Calendar invites for everybody. 
uh, that follows so that they can accept the meeting and then their calendar will show as busy. Oh, there um, you go. That is gold. Yeah. That is gold. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. I think it'll work. Morale, yeah. I've morale actually blocked my ball. own. I've blocked my own calendar for this in the past. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Fred. <laughs> Love it. We just need to figure out a decoy name for the call. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Fred, what's the? I mean, I think was it last week and heading to kind of two weeks ago. You've been getting these different people in your mentions about you know, be realistic, Fred, like, why are you even still talking about this team? And then are you still seeing these people, you know, come back and being like, Oh, I love this team. Like, what do you, it's in terms of these fans going in and out, do you, do you see it? You pulling receipts on people? Or are you holding oh, back a little so bit? Cause receipts. you got called out earlier this year. I have so many, I have so many receipts and it's the folk. I mean, you know what? Everyone has a right to be uh, skeptical. Everyone has a right to be uh, critical at times, absolutely understand. It's the people that after a few games just bail ship and say, you know, this is how it was. Or it's the people that tweet whenever they are losing. Like they don't tweet when they're winning. They don't, they're not excited about what's going on when the team is uh, doing well. It's like, I told you so this, I told you so that. Why, is, why are you watching? Why? It's like miserable people. Uh, I guess that's just part of uh, human nature in our society as well. But yes. Oh, I'm taking so many receipts for the people who are, you know, after a couple games, like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? The Cubs can't do this uh, about specific players. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I have receipts. And you know what? That's fine because that just keeps the morale going. That keeps the, the morale strong, the morale family strong, which I'm incredibly appreciative for. So, listen, people are going to do what they're going to do. It's, it's, you're never going to be able to get Cubs Twitter on the same page. Uh, not even close to that. Everyone has the right to have their own opinion as well. Um, but yeah, oh, so so many receipts. Listen, we this is what I've been saying the entire time. We knew the Cubs weren't this you know juggernaut championship team. When you're in the middle of a division, a division that's not very good, and you're in a time of transition, you have to understand that the season's going to go like this at times. You're going to be 500 at times. You're going to go on stretches where you lose some series. Now the Cubs have lost more series than I thought they would have leading up to this point. But the fact that we're only one game below 500, I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's good, but we have an opportunity to compete for the division while still figuring out who's going to be on this team next year, which I'm incredibly excited about. Why I'm so excited to have Nico Horner here, why I'm so excited to have Morazale here is because they are key pieces for the next core, the 2022, 23, 24, 25 group that will lead us to hopefully a next substantial run so the Cubs can keep winning, and obviously that's what we all want. I'm just going through your timeline here and realizing, like, you know, again, recognizing there's one Dom, but the if you look at Cubs Twitter recently, like, I don't know if, if we have the, like, with the morale blend and with Arietta comeback and with Nico call-up and, like, people getting – are able to get excited about a team when they're sub-500 and able to rally behind the team – um, I think it's huge, and you know, could you it, are you able to say anything to uh, about that from like are, are Ian or the players feeling that like sometimes the fans are when they are on their side they feel the energy that fans are in the building now you know are you hearing any of that from Ian? Absolutely. I mean, listen, the fans get uh, get the players going not only in the stadium but on Twitter. It's why I mean, if it wasn't the case, I wouldn't have the interactions that I would with them to begin with. It's not saying I'm trying to paint this, you know, always positive picture all the time. But when you when you mix in some positivity, 
You tell it like it is at times. You try to be a glass half full guy like I am, which is my natural self. Uh, they appreciate that. They like to see the fans rally behind them. When things are going bad, they want to see who's in their corner. So on and so forth. That's that's real life. That, that's how it is. You want people to be supporting you uh, at all times, not just when uh, things are going well. So, yeah, that, that's huge. I mean, that's why Jake wanted to come back here. That's why so many players are so excited to play here in the first place. That's why players are begging to have extensions to play here long term because of, again, I know I say it all the time, it's just different here on so many levels. And uh, it's really hard to equate it to anywhere else, which is why, you know, I'm excited about what th- what can move forward. Um, and hopefully we can continue to keep, well, we will keep the morale going, but uh, that it can con- continue to translate onto the field. Uh, and we can see more wins and morale can get only higher from here. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're hovering around a 500, um, 500 record and it literally is half glass, half full, half empty type of mentality, and there, there's plenty of reasons why people can be down right now, like you said, realistically. But there's plenty of storylines to root for right now, and I'm seeing people get excited about it. Obviously, being in with Morales Plyco, you're trying to take some credit with that. But I do think the Cubs fans being back in Wrigley are also part of it. You know, just it just being different here, being outside, being on Clark Street. It it has a good feeling. It's 70 degrees today. Um, I think it's all coming together a little bit now. Wins, well, I wish we were playing at the Federal Landmark tonight. It'd be awesome. Wins howling out. There's nothing. I love when the wind's howling out at Wrigley. I think everyone does. Talking about offense, by the way. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should be fired up by the fact that we have Nico Horner up. We have Morales up on a consistent basis. You look at the numbers. If you want to look at the ERA, fine. You can be a will bomb with that. You look at the peripheral stats. It's doing really well. Like, let him finish an inning one time. David Ross, I love you, but Give them, a, give them the opportunity to finish an inning one time. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the whole deal, yes, you can look at some things objectively and say, well, you know, we don't know who's going to be on the team and some guys are struggling. Of course, there are a lot of positive storylines. We have an opportunity to compete in this division, which could be uh, the last time with this group. So, uh, you know, my message, continue to soak it in and have fun with it because we still have a whole lot of season left. Awesome. All right. Anyone else want to raise your hand, contribute a question, um, any notes you want to add for Fred, uh, put it in now. Fred, how much time do you have left on your on your drive? Got about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. 15 minutes. Bringing in Adam. Uh, Adam Crest has been on a few times. What's going on, Adam? Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Adam? Hey, um, two-part question. First off, how do we get Ian going at the plate? And secondarily, with the hitting problems in the outfield, I think are we going to see KB out there almost daily at this point? I think it's a great question. I mean, I, I really like having Chris out there. It's no knock to the other guys who are in the outfield. I think Chris' uh, versatility is fabulous. And again, kind of why I haven't seen him for so long, he's such a valuable player when he's healthy and I mean, you, you got to give him the opportunity to, to play every day, be healthy, and do his thing because we see what he can do. He's the most valuable player player on the team right now in terms of F four, um, and it's great to see. In terms of uh, you know, Ian, listen, the peripheral stats, uh, especially at the beginning, were really good. Um, just has to get back. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think with any any player, it's getting back to like barreling a ball again, trying to get some consistent at bats under your belt, feeling good. I mean not necessarily have to do with like 
not seeing pitches, but probably just like barreling the ball, cutting down on a few strikeouts. I still think he's the guy in the leadoff position just by the fact that how he can work counts. Um, I do think, though, and I would actually like to talk to him about this, I think the the number of four-seam fastballs he sees at the beginning of the count really affects not only him but any player who does struggle at the top of the zone like that mm-hmm. um, because you're seeing guys just hammer the top of the zone with four-seam fastballs. Yeah. And it puts you in a tough spot as a hitter. It's like you know that that's your weakness. So you don't want to swing at it. But oftentimes it puts you at, uh, you know, an 0-1 count. And we know by percentages, you know, that is a tough spot to hit from consistently. So I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, probably, you know, working on those weaknesses, um, getting into better counts. Uh, but there's a clear scouting report it's at the top of the zone, and we'll see how we adjust from there. Uh, but overall, I, I going back to your your second point, Chris Bryant in the outfield is huge. He's turned into to such a solid defender at third and in the outfield. It just goes to show why he's such a valuable player. People that uh, wrote him off so early, just so unfortunate um, because he really is a good player. And I hope to God, I know I I know I've said in the past a lot that I don't think there's any chance he comes back. Like I, I get it, I've said it myself. I just hope something can get worked out like i don't know who they're going to bring back i don't know but like he is such a valuable player uh that i hope some type of uh negotiation or or whatever it is can uh be continued on moving forward good deal thanks thanks adam appreciate it thanks adam fred i'm I'm going again i'm going through your twitter to kind of pick out the different highlights from the week um I'm still hoping to bring in the actual Church of Jake. Like I want to see the bleachers filled with suits. Although we hate suits, I can't wait for the moment that's filled I, with suits. I, yeah, I mean, Sunday best. You know what? There's it. Listen, I'm not trying to make too many, uh, even though I do, I'm not trying to make too many religious references, but it is literally like watching a reincarnated Jesus Christ come back, especially this year. I mean, He's not the same guy. He's not this. He's not Jake, you know, 2015, 16. But I mean, come on. Just the demeanor, the presence, walking out of the dugout, like literally he just rose from the tomb is absolutely incredible. He should only be allowed to pitch on Sundays. Um, and regardless of that, you should always be wearing your Sunday best when he's in when he's on the bump, no matter where the game is. He's built for the federal landmark. The confidence right now is incredible. And the fact that he's out here shoving, pitching himself out of innings where Javi makes that error yesterday, guy on first and sec- uh, uh, third and second, and uh, he can pitch around it through the Brewers order. It was, fa- was fantastic on a Sunday, on a Sunday, no less. Um, and I'm just super happy for the guy. It looks like he's a totally different player than he was in Philadelphia. And kind of to uh, a few questions ago, like, this stuff matters. Where the players play matters. Uh, you know, their their familiarity with the organization, with the city, with the stadium, with the fans matters. And why, you know, morale is important is because, like, it can change the outlook of a player's, you know, uh, viewpoint on their surroundings. Like, if they feel happier or more excited to go to work and they feel more support, like, they will probably perform better because they are, again, human beings. I'm not trying to get all philosophical with you, but it's it's the truth because I've talked to the players. Like I know this stuff is real, and it's why, again, so many players are 
excited about playing for the Cubs every day because of the atmosphere that surrounds it. If we can try to replicate, you know, the, the normal atmosphere at Wrigley where everyone's happy, they're positive, they're feeling good, it's a party, to Twitter, which isn't the case at times, uh, you know, just by its nature, uh, would be fabulous. And that's why, you know, got to keep pushing around. I saw a ton of Church of Jake shirts out there, uh, out there this week. They look beautiful. I love it. I love Put it. Put a shirt and tie It's one of the best better. prints we've ever done. It's one of the best prints we've ever just pound for pound, like one of the best uh, artistry, uh, the best form of artistry we've put out, in my opinion. It was. And if you're at all into the uh, screen printing aspect as well, the screen printing part was was insane for just our screen printers to do. They were pumped. Yeah, um, absolutely. Another thing I want to touch on is, is uh, Marquee. So it's obviously been a volatile relationship. Uh, a lot of like, you know, fiery uh responses to them but again well yeah we can look at the glass half full or half empty and they're putting up morale stats on their broadcast now, yeah. where do you stand with with marquee right now i like i said i feel well first off i'm very fortunate by the fact that i think they just produce a really good broadcast to begin with like pound for pound I, they, it wasn't a big drop-off in terms of the product they were presenting to the fans. I think a lot of fans – well, personally for me, the, the gripes that I had was about spring training. Um, you know, they had their reasoning for it uh, in terms of COVID, wanting to make sure their employees were safe. I understand it. I still think they, they could have they, – they had a missed opportunity there in terms of the, you know, actual content they could have produced during that time. I guess that's kind of water under the bridge now. I think they'll learn from it. I think they'll they'll handle handle that differently in the future. But I'm incredibly thankful. I'm incredibly thankful for the you know all the there's so many people there that now that I think about it like um, that interact with morale, uh, go along with it, understand it, like are supportive of it, and uh, and honestly. No offense to the people who work for the Cubs, but there is a difference between like Marquee and the Cubs. Like I know they're under the same umbrella, but the people at Marquee have been much more supportive and much more welcoming and much more positive towards everything than the people of the Cubs. Not to, you know, open any can of worms, but it, it's it's the truth, Adam. You can speak to that yourself. Um so again. I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward. I love Boog. I think him and JD have meshed really well. I love the laid back uh, piece to it all. You know, I'm, I'm saying that I still like Marquis considering their former employee, Len Casper, you know, doesn't have a space right now because of what he did. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you need to know. I don't know why you're listening to this. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, hopefully he can earn his space back in the future. He uh, can give some sort of an apology because I'm not going to forget what he did. Uh, but overall, I'm incredibly thankful for Marquis. I hopefully, hopefully they can continue to get their product out to more and more Cubs fans, um, and uh, can continue to build a positive relationship with all their fans, not just myself. All right, I got one more question. If anyone else has a question uh, before we close up, raise your hand or go on stage. Just unmute yourself, Fred. Let's go. I'm going to ask you this every week, depending on how this answer goes. Sunday night Olive Garden dinner. You take anybody this week based off of this week's, you know, play. Maybe it's an athlete. Maybe maybe it's a reporter. Maybe it's some marquee. 
Who are you taking out to dinner at Olive Garden this week? Who, who do I want to break breadsticks with? Um, it's a great question. I think, you know, it's a great question. I mean, just be. I'll, I'll say Marquee in general. I'll say all the people at Marquee, Taylor McGregor included, the first morale reporter, um, the, the, the kind gesture that they made to, you know, put the morale blend on their picture. I mean, literally during pregame, like, that was uh, something that I was very thankful for, incredibly thankful for. And I actually, I had the stats wrong. The the uh, comparison between the number of runs that were scored pre-morale blend and post-morale blend, I had the numbers wrong. So thankfully they got it right for me because I think it was like before Saturday's game, it was like eight, eight runs uh, via the morale blend. And again, I'm not making this stuff up. You got Adbert Alzali drinking the uh, morale blend. Ian Happ's obviously drinking the morale blend. It's in the dugout. I mean, it's in the it's in the locker room. And especially as it continues to grow, it's going to make a difference. And, again, it's supporting a good cause. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Marquee Network um, for their, you know, uh, wherewithal and their kind gesture to put the morale blend out there, um, which, you know, we're all very thankful for. Breaking breadsticks with Marquee Sports Network. I love it. Yeah. I had a beautiful dinner on, you know, and, you know, I'll just, maybe I'll just, I don't want to say I'm going to finish with this, but for all the people that are triggered that I'm fine dining on a Friday night at Olive Garden with my family, um, you know, after, uh, I think that, yeah, the, the game was on Friday afternoon. You know, for all the people that are triggered that, you know, we're getting the morale blend in there and we're pumping morale and I don't waver, the whole type of deal. Uh, what's been built up with this for all the people that are triggered. I'm just going to say, God bless you and your family. Um, because you know what, there, there's, there's just, there, there's one morale and the people that are going to be triggered about that and frustrated that I can go out and have a beautiful high class dinner at Olive Garden. Um, I can't help you. I, I only hope the best for you. My, my next goal, the next goal is to say God bless you and your family with a different kind of morale blend in your hand, just a nice red blend and a yeah. morale blend wine at Olive Garden. Oh, It'd be a beautiful that? thing. That would, be, that would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. All right, Fred, take us out. Uh, take us out into the next week. Again, we're going to be doing this every Monday, so it's going to be seven-day increments. A lot a lot happens in between our, our clubhouses. We're yeah. going to do it more often. Uh, but, yeah, what are you looking forward to? Big week. I mean, it's a huge week. You got the Braves. You have the Reds. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's who we're playing. I think the road trip. So, big away stand. And, you know, overall, the Cubs have a chance to continue to uh, knock down some will bonds, push forward, hit some good pitching, take it to the Dick Ballers next week, the first time we see the Dick Ballers this year, which – you know how that goes. I'm incredibly excited to do that. The Dick Ballers are playing well offensively, but we all know they're Dick Ballers, death taxes in the Cincinnati Dick Ballers. So I'm excited about that. It's a big trip. Um, and listen, we have all of our goals in front of us, at least for me. The goals that I've said to a bunch of people, compete for this division, sign some extensions, and create the new core moving forward. And there's no better two players for that than Morale and Nico Horner, who, again, can establish the new group. Morale has been awesome. You look at the peripherals, you look at the XFIP, you look at the strikeout rate, like, he has been very, very good for his first, like, whatever it is, first, like, full tenured year in the big leagues. 
uh, which I'm incredibly excited about. And listen, the offense is coming around. You got a lot of guys, a lot of uh, you know ancillary ancillary players like Matt Duffy and Marisnik and you know Sogard. Sogard's kind of doing his thing. It's great to see. Hopefully we can get the big names, continue to push it forward, and some guys who have struggled to start the year, uh, you know, play up to their potential, which I'm, you know, very excited about. And, you know, looking forward to see how morale builds uh, this upcoming week. I think there's a, a lot in front of us. And, listen, we were like a game away from being in first place, and I'd love to hear all the people five days before when they were writing off the season saying, why are you watching this team? Why are you watching these games? Go focus on watching, I don't know, soccer, college baseball, something like that. No offense to college baseball. I love it. But some some other sport, uh, instead of watching the Cubs, and the Cubs you know, could have been in first place with one win. Uh, that, that That's all in front of us this week, and I'm super excited to see what we can do. Thanks, everyone. God bless you and your families. Have a great day, and uh, Cubs in four. <laughs>